welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick and this show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. So, so wonderful that you're joining me today. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for coming back after a much, much, much longer hiatus than I had initially planned. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that your life is filled with the most beautiful and amazing things. Keep being kind to yourself. Keep remembering how important it is to be kind to yourself. And we're going to talk about that a lot in positivity today. But it has been quite some time, hasn't it? We got our little update back at the end of May after the live stream for The Cure ended. But other than that, I really have not put myself into this space a lot. And we're going to talk about why. We're going to get into a lot of that today. And today's featured recipe is going to be challah bread French toast with sliced strawberries and a mascarpone cream cheese drizzle. I made this live on stream on Twitch this past Friday on my Friday food stream. So if you're not catching those and you want to see me cook live in my kitchen, 5 p.m. Eastern every single Friday, at least most Fridays, I'm trying to do it every single Friday, I am in my kitchen cooking something live. So make sure you check that out. Links down in the show notes for everything. I mean, other places you can find the show. All the links for all that stuff is always, of course, down in the show notes. But make sure you please, please, please come hang out on Twitch. You get to watch me cook live. We just hang out. We have a really, really great time. It's really, really, really fun. I've really, really missed this. I've really, really missed spending time with you here because for all intents and purposes, this really has been the one place where I've really laid myself bare. I really just put every single card I have on the table. I let you guys know exactly who I am, where I'm coming from, what I'm dealing with, all of it. And I'm sorry that I ever got away from it. I'm sorry that I ever got out of the routine of doing it. And I really, really hope that, you know, now that the show is returning and I do plan to do episodes every single Wednesday, I really, really hope that you'll tune in with me here every single week as we talk about scratch-made food and positive energy. So meantime, Nick, what have you been up to? What have you been doing this whole time? If you haven't been doing a food podcast, where have you been? What have you been doing? I know that question is probably on a lot of your minds. Well, the real answer is I've been appearing on other podcasts and guest spots. I'm going to be on the SWO podcast with Stu once again, coming up in the future to review Fantastic Four. Recorded that like a week ago. I appeared on So Wizard a few weeks ago, talking about a Neil Breen movie called Fateful Findings, which was a blast. And I joined Gerald as a permanent co-host two peas on a podcast roughly two months ago now, and we've got a few episodes under our belt now. We're kind of still putting it together. It's not 100% where I think either one of us would like it yet, but it is really nice to be back in that movie reviewing space because as a lot of you know, I you know cut my teeth doing epic film, guys. That's where I started in podcasting way back in 2015. And I put together a lot of really great content that I'm really proud of with EFG. But Two Peas is a little something different. It's it's I'm trying to give it a little bit of a different energy for me personally, for me specifically. I'm trying to give it a little bit of a different energy than EFG had because EFG had a very, very hyperbolic version of me. But I feel like the way my content creation has evolved and I feel like the way that I've evolved as a content creator specifically, I think that my audience doesn't 
like I, I think that my audience is more used to a more level, more even kind of Nick. Like you get here on Nikolai's Kitchen. So I try to bring a little bit more of this energy over to the two Ps. But either way, please make sure you check that out. I'll stick the link to that down in the show notes as well. You can also just go to two Ps on a pod.com and and check out the show there. Love to have you over there. And we're reviewing mostly stuff that's in theaters, but sometimes we're spinning the roulette wheel and picking something a little bit off just because we don't feel like reviewing whatever's in the theater that week or or whatever. But that's not why I haven't been here. It doesn't have anything to do with why I haven't been here. And I want to spin over into positivity and talk to you guys about my relationship with food. a long time I think to really really realize and and come to the realization that my relationship with food over the course of this year grew really toxic you know this year I mean we took the beginning of the year off because season four had ended with the end of last year and then when season five kicked off I did a couple of episodes and then just immediately disappeared I mean I had the pressure of live stream for the cure obviously but well, Livestream for the Cure ended well over three months ago at this point. I put out one episode at the end of May and then disappeared without really any explanation as to why. And it's because I did come to the realization that my relationship with food grew really, really toxic. I started to kind of lean back into old habits I used to have back in the day when I would get upset or frustrated or depressed and then I would immediately crutch to food. And... It got really, really frustrating to me for two reasons. Number one, because I was doing that, because I recognized that I was doing it. But number two, because I just kept doing it anyway, because I would recognize that I would see that in myself. I would see, okay, Nick, you're leaning back into this bad habit. Nick, you're going way over on your calories. Nick, you're grabbing this extra snack that you don't need to grab. But then I would realize that and I would continue doing it. And when you get into that kind of a cycle, at least it is for me, and I don't know how it necessarily might be for you. But getting into that sort of thing, it made my relationship with food very toxic because then I started to blame food for it. I started to blame all the different things that I was making. I started to kind of get into this headspace of it's the food's fault. But it isn't it isn't the food's fault. It's mine. I'm the one making those choices. Nobody's holding a gun to my head and saying, you have to eat this thing. You have to eat this many portions on a plate. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. Nobody's forcing me to do it. I made that conscious choice. And it's really frustrating to me that I have done that. And what it kind of made me do. And one of the things that this show was really, really built on, and I talked about this in my Friday food stream as well, but. One of the things that this show has always been about is about making things I've never made before, doing something I've never, ever, ever done before. And I look back at like some of my most recent episodes and different things like that. And I mean, obviously, like I started baking cakes at the beginning of the year, something I really, really enjoyed doing. 
I've done a few different things that I'd never done before, but you know, I'm doing things like waffles. Like I've already done waffles. Yeah, it looks like a different type of batter and stuff, but I'm doing like waffles. Like I've already done waffles. I've already done like chicken and waffles. And it's not that I can't take something, and it's not that I can't present you with something, but it's I started to kind of regress and and start to go away from what one of the core themes of this show was. And I really, really missed that, I think. And I really, really felt like this show didn't have an intention without it. And that's not trying new things. This show is meant to make me push the boundaries of what I know about food, to make me have an understanding and, and, and reach further and further and further every single time to create a new dish every single time. Over and over and over again, just constantly reaching, reaching, reaching trying new things, putting myself out there, making myself try to make things I'd never made before. I look back through my episode list and a lot of it is taking things that I've done before, or it's a different version of something I've done before. Like maybe I have to go back to like mid last year, like ramen, maybe when I busted out Asian barbecue sauce at the end of last year, but it's barbecue sauce. Like I've made a million different barbecue sauces. This one just happened to be with a bunch of Asian leftovers I had. Cheddar chicken chili. Uh, I've made it a thousand times. Like a lot of this different stuff. And I don't really mean to be harsh with myself, but I got away from that too. So it was kind of a one-two punch with that. I got away from this idea of scratch made food of making not necessarily making things from scratch but making new things from scratch trying new things and i don't have to always cook something new it's not, it's not that but it's just i want to learn so much about food i'm so passionate about food and i love food so much but i want to learn more about it i constantly want to learn grow expand in the world of food because there's so 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 much more of it that i know nothing about so my relationship with food became rather stifled, became rather toxic, just became really, really harmful to me mentally. Now my weight loss, I'm tracking my weight every single week now. I have since gotten a scale and I'm keeping track of it every week. And I'm keeping a rough track of what's going in every single day. And the most important thing for me is not necessarily what I eat, but it's the volume of it. I know I've talked about that on the show before, but it really is true. It's the volume. It's how much food I eat. I eat a lot of food. I have a big, big appetite. I always have. And controlling that appetite and eating measured amounts of something is what is going to be my ticket to get back down to my goal weight because hitting a goal weight is still very, very important to me. But it took me really, really looking in the mirror and, and, and really, really looking at myself and saying, Nick, you, your relationship with food has, has gotten toxic again, where it's the food's fault. Why is the food got, no, it's, it's all, it's all about the food. Everything is the food's fault. It's the food's fault. It's food's fault. Not the guy shoveling into his mouth. And I started to kind of have like almost a self-loathing and a, and a little bit of a loathing for those different dishes of food as well. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. I love food so much. I love making food for people. I love putting food on a plate for somebody. That is a love language for me. If I spend time in the kitchen two, three hours to make you a meal from scratch and I put that plate down in front of you, 
your first bite, that's love. That's me. That's me just absolutely showing you as much love as I can ever show another person in my entire life. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's all about time, right? Food is all about time. If I'm going to dedicate two to three hours of my time of my life to you, that means something. Definitely means something to me anyway. I think time is so, so valuable. I think time is the most precious thing that we have. So I think whenever we make any commitment to spend any kind of time with somebody or on someone, that's really, really meaningful. To kind of translate that back into kind of this whole idea of the show being about scratch-made food that I've never made before, or largely about scratch-made food I'd never made before. I think I got away from that. Like I said, I think I, I think I, I, I let the message of the show get clouded in my head because I wasn't losing weight the way I wanted to, and I wasn't moving toward my goal the way I wanted to. So I started looking for anything and everything else to blame besides the guy in the mirror. Ultimately, it's all about that guy in the mirror and that, that girl in the mirror, that person in the mirror, whomever it is. It's about you. I think this is all about accountability. I think it's all about taking a step back and saying to yourself, this is my fault. I did this. I lost over 100 pounds. I lost like 120, 120, whatever it was. I don't even remember. Like 120, 100, whatever pounds it was. Starting with spring of 2019, getting all the way down to fall of 2020. Like 120 pounds slid right off, slid off. Hardcore drop the sugar, hardcore lifting and working out like extensively every single day, like full body stuff, like every single day. And then slowly started putting it back on. Now I still have never gotten back close to the goal or the, the original starting point, I should say. I'm not close to the goal either, like <laughs> to be frank about it. But I'm not back near that starting point. Like I've at least kind of kept some of that discipline, but I'm never going to move toward that goal. Or I'll only move toward it at a snail's pace, which is meaning I'll never, ever get to it, actually. Unless I actually really, really start to push myself and really, really start to work hard. And I start to be more honest with myself about my relationship with food, about my relationship with exercise, about my relationship with rest, with water, with my emotional state. And to share something else with you guys, I've, I've been really, really log jammed, I like to call it, for the past couple of months. I've got so many different things on the plate, whether they be things that recur, things that I need to do all the time, things that I need to add to like a weekly schedule, weekly calendar because they need to be done regularly. I've got so many of those things then coupled in with so many other different one-off things to do that it forms what I like to think of as like a log jam of you know, things that I want to dedicate my energy to in my brain. And I get so overwhelmed and I just completely shut down. And my job has taken a pretty drastic turn for the stressful. Over the past 9, 10, 11, 12 months even, like literally probably the past year, my role at my job has changed to such a significant degree that I feel really overwhelmed like every day by it now. It's a lot every day that coupled with just the log jam of everything else that I want to constantly do really just brings me to like this grinding screeching halt. 
And then I get upset that I'm not doing anything. And then to cope with me being upset or depressed or frustrated with myself, I crutch on food. And then I blame the food for it and I get upset about the food. When really it's, it's, it's still about me. It's still just about me. And I think that's one of the other things that I really, really missed about doing this show was... This is my confession booth, as it were, for you, for all of you out there listening right now. Hold this show up as a mirror to yourself. What are you blaming for something that's your fault? (laughs) Seems like a weird phrase, but I mean it literally. I mean it really, really sincerely mean that. Is there something that's your fault that you're externalizing? You're blaming something else for it, but really, you know it's on you. Whatever it is. And I think I'm getting to that point with it because I want you to not be unkind to yourself or anything like that, but I want you to hold yourself accountable the same way I need to hold myself accountable. And that's one of the main reasons why I do this show and why I say these words out there into the ether. doesn't matter how accountable anybody else ever tries to hold me. doesn't matter whatever anybody else ever tries to do with it, for it, anything like that. Nobody's ever going to make me do it if I'm not going to do it myself. No one is ever going to push me to that point if I'm not going to push myself to it. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you for not having been here. I'm sorry to myself for failing, for letting myself down. Sorry to all of you out there listening for letting you down. I think the most important thing that we can focus on from here is how do we move forward? Where do we go? What do we do from here? How does it change now? What changes? How do we do better? I've been tracking my productivity every single day, pretty much every day this month. Uh, started like, a, you know, the first week or so of August. But I've been tracking my productivity every single month. That's everything that I do that's outside of like my normal schedule, meaning work and, you know, just anything that's just kind of a stress relief activity like playing video games. Anything else, like if I sit in the kitchen for three hours, that's productivity for me because that's putting love on a plate. Even if that even if that love is just for myself, even if it's a meal that nobody else is necessarily eating, even if I'm just eating it, that's important. Because again, I love food. I love putting that love on a plate because I really, really think when you take a bite of food that somebody's passionate about, that somebody really heart and soul made that food for you, I think you're going to taste it every single time. And that's what I want to do when I make something. I want to taste heart and soul in it. I want to taste the most beautiful and amazing things and do the most wonderful, incredible things in the kitchen, things that I have done before and haven't done before. I want to continue to refine and perfect the techniques I have learned and then learn and add even more to my skill set. Food allows me that continued growth, that continued expansion that will literally never stop as long as I live. Food is such a, 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 a depth. There's so, so much that you can do with food. There's so many different avenues that you can take with food. Just whatever you do, please be kind to yourselves. Please be kind to yourselves and, and don't get upset with yourself. Don't get mad at yourself if you failed, if you failed to achieve something, if you failed to reach some goal, whatever that goal is. I wanted to premiere my novel podcast by the fall of this year. And fall's going to begin in like three weeks, and I have not even started. I haven't even scratched at it yet. I've done f- I've flirtations with writing here and there, but nothing substantial, nothing real, nothing tangible, nothing, nothing that you can feel in the hand. And I really need to. 
I've still got prizes I need to send out for live stream for the cure. They're sitting right here next to me. Got to get them out the door. Got to get those prize packs done. But I started tracking my productivity and my progress every single day with everything I'm doing, not just exercise, but with everything. I started tracking it because it's kind of a little bit of a positive rush. It's it's like a little bit of a dopamine hit or whatever you want to call it. But I look at that list and I see on that list, I see all the things that I've done because I refer to it as kind of that log jam, right? And I think of it in terms of this log jam of ideas that I've had in my brain and all these different things that I have to do that I literally cannot get started on. I get so overwhelmed and I just completely close and shut down. But what if I stand up and I start clearing those logs one at a time? What if I start tracking every single one of those logs and I got them stacked up in a nice pile? Boom, there they are. Big, beautiful pile of logs that I'm constantly removing from that log jam. That's measured progress. That's measurable progress. And when I look at that list, I realize that even if progress is slow on some things, even if it's taking time to get some things done, I'm doing them. I'm dedicating the time and the energy to making them happen, to making them be. And I think more than anything, that's the most important thing is to make sure that I'm dedicating that time and that energy to clearing those logs out of that log jam. So that's a log right there, the live stream stuff. That's a definite log. We'll get that knocked out. Everything else that I've kind of still got on the plate, that's a log and we're going to get that log knocked out. Looking back at my entire list, and maybe I'll publish it in the show notes when this episode goes live, just so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Just the tracking that I've done, the actual physical, tangible tracking of different things that I consider progress, things that I didn't have to do, whatever type of content it is, or whatever type of project it is, or whatever type of thing it is, no matter what it is, I set a goal to do it. And then I did it. I pulled that log out of the log jam. And eventually, it'll get to a point where the water is just flowing so beautiful, so clear through that log jam. And then I won't feel so stuck and I won't feel so trapped. And then I won't feel so overwhelmed because when I feel overwhelmed, I shut down. I completely shut down. I feel like I have so much to do that it's not going to matter if I start on anything. I'm never going to get anything done. That's, of course, that I constantly hear singing in my head all the time is you're not going to get anything done. Drown that chorus out. Find some way to positively reinforce whatever it is that you do. If it's just making a list of the different things that you've accomplished in a month or the different things that you accomplish day to day, and then stand back and look at it and say, wow, that's a lot of stuff for one person to do in a day, in a week, in a month. That's so, so much to do. That's so many different things. That's so many different ways that you've applied yourself incredible unbelievable even i don't know what your log jam is necessarily i don't know how that metaphor or anything like that would work for you in your life and i don't necessarily know exactly what method it will be that will help you clear those logs but i do know that by working constantly to clear that by working constantly to remind myself to to really try to push the boundaries and thinking about this, taking it back to food as we get ready to jump into our break and go to our second segment here. I really, really got to thinking back about the core of this show. The whole reason I wanted to do this show in the first place, which was creating dishes from scratch, creating scratch made food 
and really, really testing my boundaries, making things that I had never made before. There are over a hundred episodes of this show between the quick bites and the regular episodes. I look back at this list and I see things like naan, I see things like chicken tikka masala, smoked chicken noodle soup, which I'm finally editing the food stream of 18 months later to finally get that online. General So's, which I just had like last week again because I made a ton of my sauce so I could just make it whenever I wanted to. Giyang chicken. Homemade angel food cake. Bourbon maple syrup with cherries. Nashville hot chicken. Cake, baking cake. Thinking about testing and, and, and challenging myself to get outside of my box with my pizza dough and testing 24-hour doughs, 48-hour doughs. I just made pizza for dinner tonight. I made just a normal cheese pizza, and I made a breakfast pizza, the breakfast pizza that we talked about just back in like 10 episodes ago now. It wasn't even that long ago. This is episode 66, breakfast pizza. That same recipe, I made it again tonight with a 48-hour dough, and it's just like mind-boggling. So like I take a look at that list, and, and, and I don't feel the logjam anymore because I feel accomplished. I feel so much pride. I feel like I've actually done something. I feel like I've actually accomplished something when I look at all this. When I look at literally all of it, I, I feel like I've done so much. So I'm going to take a break now and, and run over into the food segment. Talk about homemade halibut that I made into French toast. Made this all again live on stream. But just wrapping out of the positivity segment. If you're here, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far in the episode... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, for taking a listen to the show. Thank you so, so much for staying subscribed. If you're a returning listener and just waiting for that feed to finally update again, I'm back. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being in here. Thank you so much for believing in me. Please don't ever, ever forget to believe in yourselves too no matter what it is no matter what challenge you face no matter what battle you are fighting i promise you you can win but you can only win if you're kind to yourself be good be kind to yourself you might not win today you might not win tomorrow you might not win for a while it might be a slow slow battle but i promise you you will win out in the end. We'll see you in a second. everyone and thank you so so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. You have no idea how good it feels to say brand new episode 
of Nikolai's Kitchen. But speaking of brand new episodes of Nikolai's Kitchen, if you like what you're listening to, please head out to whatever podcast you're listening to this on right now, whatever it might happen to me, whether it's Podbean, whether it's Good Pods, whether it's Spotify, whether it is Apple Podcasts, whatever, leave me a five-star rating and review. Be super, super, super appreciated. And, you know, it'll keep me around even longer because I love doing this show for me. This is really, again, my confessional. I love to sit in here and just open myself up really, really honestly with all of you. But you know, it also to know that it resonates with anyone to know that anything that I say is of any value to anyone out there listening. That means the entire world to me. So please, 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 please head out there and leave those ratings for me. Today in the food portion of the show, we're going to talk briefly. So food portions of the show, and I know I've lamented this in the past because I've often found them, even as a listener of my own product, I've found them to be dry. And that's because I sit here and I endlessly go on and on and on about something, but it's only in like an audio format. I don't think that that's the best thing for just talking about food. I tried doing it with food I was eating at the time. I tried, I don't know, I tried thinking of different ways that I could do it. And I think the problem with it is, is it's just, it just drags on for too long (laughs) to be perfectly frank about it. As always, the entire recipe for this week is going to be down in the show notes. So please make sure you go and check that out. But this past Friday on stream, this was my first time ever making homemade challah bread. Now, I did put some different amendments, adaptations, or whatever down in the show notes as well with the recipe, which is from the food blog Once Upon a Chef, which is one of the kind of research food blogs I go to when I want to look up different things about a recipe or when I want to kind of get an idea for what different recipes, like different ways that different people make different things. That's one of the food blogs that I really, really rely on because I really, really love Jen's food. She does an absolutely amazing job. It's incredible. So that's a really, really great resource. And the challah bread recipe is straight up 100% from the website with the exception of like the couple of amendments that I made. One of them was an inadvertent amendment because I thought it said four and a half cups of flour, not four and a quarter cups of flour. So I had a little bit too much flour in mine, but my dough still turned out really, really sticky in my stand mixer. So I didn't necessarily think that it was like a huge issue. That notwithstanding, though, let me tell you, first of all, this thing like braiding challah bread, like that was the thing I was the most concerned about. I was like, there is no way ever that I'm going to be able to do that and make it look in any way good, delicious, convincing, whatever. I was so worried about it. I was like, this is, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to look like this just messy lump of nothing. And it honest to God, it was much, much, much easier than I gave myself credit for. I was really, really afraid of it, but for not a lot of reason. I braided it together. Now it didn't rise enough. I didn't have rapid rise yeast like the recipe calls for on Jen's blog, but I did have regular yeast and I did kind of let it do its thing. Still though, it was a little bit more dense than I think it normally would have been. So this just needs additional rising time if you're not going to use rapid rise yeast. So keep that in mind. But if you're somebody who's maybe a little bit of afraid, a little bit of afraid, Nick doesn't know how to say words anymore. Apparently, if you're someone who's afraid, I'm leaving that in. Give it a try anyway. Step outside your comfort zone. If you've never made homemade bread even, let alone homemade challah bread, give it a shot. It's so beautifully 
rich and eggy. I use a raw wildflower honey because I wanted to kind of make it have a little bit more of a floral element to it. And I think it's got a little bit of it in there. Honey can kind of get lost in something pretty easily, but I used raw wildflower honey and I really, really wanted it to kind of punch it up. And I think you could even use like orange blossom honey. You could, if you could find like blueberry honey, blueberry honey is actually really good if you guys have never had it before. Maybe rosemary honey if you wanted to kind of lean it in a little bit more of a savory direction. I mean, it's still going to be honey. It's still sweet, but there's a lot of different avenues you can go down with that. So I would definitely recommend if you've never made something like this before, try it. Give it a try. I mean, you th I think you need a stand mixer to really mix it the best way possible because otherwise your hands are going to be a sticky, disgusting mess by the time you're done. But all in all, when it came out of the oven, like it, first of all, it turned so perfectly golden, exactly the color I wanted it to be. Like it just looked exactly like a loaf of challah bread should look. I mean, my braiding wasn't necessarily the nicest, but it looked unbelievable compared to what I really believed it could look like. I was really, really worried about it for a moment. And then I tried it and it was just, it was, it was just absolutely incredible. Like absolutely, absolutely incredible. But then, then slicing it down and i did like texas toast thick slices like three quarter of an inch to an inch thick slices soaked this in an egg mixture and then fried it off both sides get that beautiful golden brown french toast with that beautiful eggy rich custardy goodness inside the bread topped with fresh sliced strawberries now down in the show notes when you see this recipe i only put in 32 ounces of strawberries this is like a big big giant container of strawberries that i sliced down thin I only put a quarter of a cup of powdered sugar and I only really did that because I wanted to sweat out a little bit of juice because I wanted there to be some good juiciness when you poured this over the French toast. And I didn't want to put a lot of sugar in there because I wanted the fresh kind of almost tart nature of strawberries to really play well against the dense kind of eggy, rich, sweeter bread. And of course, you've got a mascarpone cream cheese drizzle on this as well. And I really wanted it to play really, really well against that too. I did not like if you look at the other pictures of this dish that I made, it did not come out like a drizzle. I should have added more milk to it to really get it to be like a thin like a, like a, like a donut glaze. Like that's really what I wanted to be like a donut glaze, like how you dip like a donut in donut glaze. And then it just runs down off of the sides of it. And the excess like drips off. That's what I wanted it to be. This is a little bit more spreadable than that. Nevertheless, I mean the, the, the different layers of flavor that you get in this, you get that beautiful, like I said, sweet, dense, eggy, rich, soft custardy interior of that bread. It's just enhanced by the homemade challah bread itself. And the bread was just to die for the freshness of the bread. Incredible. Thinly sliced strawberries just drizzled over the top, just drenched over the top. And then that mascarpone cream cheese, just that sweetness contrasted against the fresh kind of tartness of the berries. Really, really perfect contrast. I mean, I don't think you could necessarily ask for much more in a dessert because it had sweetness in there, but it wasn't too sweet because of the other elements kind of working against it. And that I think is what really, really makes like a really, really great sweet dish. I have a sweet tooth. Like it's not that I don't really love sweet food, but I think the best sweet foods are some of those that have the contrasting element in there, whether it be some kind of acid or something like that to kind of work against it, or whether it's some kind of like a saltiness, like salty sweet or something like that. This just perfect. I cannot wait to make this again when I make this again. Cause so on stream, I got to do something that I've always wanted to do my whole life. And that is, I got to play the 
And now here's one I made earlier card because like literally I'd have been streaming for like six, seven hours if I would have tried to make this on stream from scratch like the whole way through. So I made a dough earlier in the day. And then by the time I started streaming, it was already done rising. And so I got to use that one to braid together for the final hollow bread instead of waiting for the initial one to rise. Cause then it would have just, it literally would have been me sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> I would not have had like anything that I could possibly have done for it. But this just turned out so, so, so amazing. Please give this a try. And if you do, please get at me on social media and let me know how this turned out for you. Cause this was just so wonderful, so fresh, so beautiful, so amazingly decadent and dreamy and also filling like my hollow bread was not that tall. Like it did not like it rose a lot. Like it still puffed up like pretty big, but I mean the slices weren't like super, super huge, but they were thick, but like soaked in that eggy goodness. And like that mascarpone cream cheese, like all that stuff on it. Like it was very, very filling. So this is something like a little bit can go like a long way. Like you probably have like a kid, like a little kid would probably eat like a slice of this and be really full unbelievable i i mean i just and i had not made bread in so long and i think i really almost maybe needed to take it back to bread take it back to something that when you think of bread you think of like basic foods you know you think of like that's like a, a core basis of of food it's like a core type of food is like a type of bread i think maybe i needed to take it back to that place to kind of really remember not rediscover because i've always known it's there but to remember why I love making scratch made food, especially foods I've never made before, because that rush of getting it right is so amazing. And that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Thank you so much again for tuning into this episode. It means the entire world to me, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, just please again, remember to be kind to yourself, tell yourself, do yourself one good kindness this week and let me know on social media what that kindness was how were you good to yourself this week or how were you good to yourself today if you just hear this and you're thinking about it whenever you're listening it means the entire world to me that you spend a little bit of your time with me here and i'm so 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 grateful for you i want to thank you so so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Yeah.